Well, we are um, doing a series on gender role. I'm Matt. I'm the pastor at Eagle Creek Church, and this is my wife, Sherry. Hello, everyone. And uh, so Sunday, we talked about gender Well, I did, talked about gender roles. I actually tried to talk her in to help me out on Sunday. <laughs> I chickened out. And she chickened out. So um, we've got, we're going to take about 15 minutes here and hit this. And um, so I just wanted to um, open it up by saying, Yes, in the Bible, it does actually show some gender roles that are um, a husband and a wife's, you know, kind of responsibilities in the home towards one another, towards the kids. And, uh, you know, one of the questions people often wonder is, why did God establish gender roles? I'm going to hit that real quick and then throw some questions your way, Sherry. So um, it's kind of interesting. Whenever you go back, way back in the book of Genesis to the very beginning, Genesis 2.18, and it talks about why God created a woman in the garden. It's He looked at man, and he said, man's all alone, and it's kind of a sad state of affairs. And it's, he says, it's not good that man should be alone. And it says, I will make a helper that is suitable for him. And a lot of people are like, well, that's the beginning of gender roles right there because the lady is now the helper for man. And that is not the beginning of gender roles. That is not where it happened. The word, whenever you go back into the Hebrew, the concept was, I will make a helper that is suitable. The two words are two separate words. Suitable uh, meant that is comparable or of an equal nature, not one of the animals, someone like him, someone who's just like him, but is there to help him. In what way is she supposed to be his helper, like running around and making him iced tea and picking <laughs> up his dirty laundry? Right. No, the only yeah. need in the garden was emotional, was he's lonely and he needs connection and relationship, mm-hmm. the same as a woman would need connection or relationship. If the woman had been created first, God would have said, it's not good that she should be alone. I will make a helper, an emotional connection partner for him that is comparable and suitable. Yeah. And so that has nothing to do, helper has nothing to do with gender roles whatsoever. It was just the need of, the emotional need of man would be fulfilled in someone who was equal, his equal suitable partner right. there. Yeah. So where does it occur? It occurs in Genesis 3, after they've fallen in sin. Now you have people, because their interests are competing with one another now, before sin, there's no competition in interest. You and I, if we had no sin, honey, <laughs> would never desire anything different than the holiness and the will of God right. about everything in our life. And so there would be no yeah. need for headship or leadership or followership because there would only be partnership in holiness to do anything and everything God wanted us to do. Why does anyone have to be in charge when you both want the exact same thing together and are working selfless, selflessly and cooperatively to get there? Right. There was no need for it. But after sin, people start becoming selfish. They're working in different directions. And God realizes families can't move forward together when they're in conflict because of selfishness and sin. So now there has to be structure and order that's placed into human relationships, whether that be governmental relationships or school or church or homes or whatever. And so structure and a headship had to happen because of sin. So yeah. because of sin, in Genesis 3.16, one of the, I'll say, curses that came on the woman because of her sin was this, your desire shall be contrary to your husband, 
but he shall rule over you. And that is the nature in the beginning of the gender role. So with that, um, you know, whenever, as a lady, you've had to think about this whole idea as a Christian idea of gender roles. How do you look at that um, really from sort of your own biblical perspective or Christian perspective on your life and what kind of informs that for you? Sure. Well, I look at my role as um, we are equals for for most practical purposes. Matt and I, we live a happy life and we're equals. We both have kind of things that we, um, I kind of tend to be more the person who picks up the kids from school or helps with the homework more often. You Mm -hmm. step in when needed, um, but you tend to step in when there's a significant behavioral issue or some stuff there on the parenting stuff where I'm like, please help me be um, kind of the the dad in this moment. But as Mm -hmm. far as most days, that's the way it works. But I am going to read a verse in 1 Peter 3, 1 to 7. It says, wives in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that if any of them doesn't believe the word, they may be won over with the words by uh, with the outwards, sorry, by the behavior of their wives, when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry, uh, but rather it should be that of your inner self, of the, the unfading beauty and of a gentle and quiet spirit. And I look at my role as a woman as kind of my opportunity to love and to care for my husband, to nurture my children, my husband, to take care of the people in my home. I do look at that, and I know that that sounds like, oh, that's that old-fashioned biblical role, but I still value that and think I have a nurturing spirit and heart. Um, I have a desire to love and to care for the people around me, and I need to lean into that. But when it comes to us as a husband and wife, um, it is my job ultimately, my role ultimately, to look and say, if there's ever a, a dispute I should submit my my heart, my will. I should lay down my wants and my wishes um, to be as a, a team, to be unified as a team so that we move forward in a healthy way and it's not just us butting heads all the time. So that's kind of how I view it. And I hear that and I think, okay, from my perspective, um, my my gut reaction is like, that's that's got to be hard. That's got to be stressful. That's How do you... What does that do inside of you? How do you think, maybe for most ladies, what yeah. what is thoughts of this do sure. inside? Well, because I think as humans, as women or men, we're just, I, I'm by nature, I have a selfish desire. I have selfish desires. I want what I want, and I want to fight for what I want. I'm kind of actually a stubborn person. So <laughs> so for me, once I've dug my heels in, it's hard for me to submit. And so for, for me as a lady, I think that's where it, it it's true for me is yeah. when I become selfish or I become stuck on, I have to do it my way. It has to go my way. And um, I think as Christians, if I'm a Christ follower, then I say it's not about my wishes and my wants. Jesus was the perfect example of that, laying down his wants and his rights um, to to sacrifice his life for us, to be obedient to his father. And I look at me as a wife and as a Christian woman and say that is my ultimate role is to submit my will first to God, and then also to say, how can I best serve my husband? And and sometimes that's when we can't agree on something. I say, hey, then let's do it your way because that's best for the the overall win of the family. So anyways. And every time you say that, I am always feeling the strain of like, oh, no, now she wants to do it my way. So now I feel bad that you want to do it my way. So what do you want? And then I'm really trying to get you to tell me what you really want so I can figure out, you know, how I can best 
get us as close as we can together. I remember when we first got uh, engaged, I was really, I didn't like sharing my opinion. And so you were, you were like, you have to have an opinion on this. And we created like an imaginary one to 10. You remember that (laughs) Uh, on the, on the front of our car. And it was like one being the littlest amount and 10 being the highest amount. And you would ask my opinion and I would have to kind of like go on that gauge of zero to 10 because I really didn't like um, forcing my opinion on you. And so you've kind of taught me to be even more bold at sharing that. So, okay. So how does the Bible describe or how would you perceive your role um, as a husband? Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and go with the passage that you just went with because it does continue on to the husband's yeah. role. This past week, we were in Colossians chapter 3, 18 through 21, talking from that perspective. Um, but this week, or not this coming week, but just today, uh, this passage in First Peter, I think, is really good. It says, husbands, in the same way, be considerate, like process what your wife needs, be considerate. Um, as you live with your wives, and treat them with respect as weaker partners and as heirs with you in the gracious gift of life, so that nothing hinders your prayers. There's a lot in there, but I'll just uh, do a couple things. When it says, be considerate and treat them with respect as weaker partners, the only way in which that can be true is just, for the most part, ladies are physically weaker, right? They're like guys just are have a larger muscular structure, right? So it just means for men, don't bully your wives and be intimidating and force your way just because you're physically bigger. And says instead, you don't use that in any, your one advantage you don't get to use with your wife. Instead, you're just going to be very, very considerate and respectful. Mm. Whenever someone is physically weaker, you treat them with extra respect in that way. And he says, because if you don't do this, it'll hinder your prayers. Well, what does that specifically mean? What is God saying? He said, if you bully her, I won't listen to you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's a pretty big thing when God says, you bully her, I won't listen to you. And so it's an interesting thing whenever God is saying, you use your role that I've given you in a very, very gracious, respectful way. And then in the passage we read this week, it was like in Colossians um, 3, I think it was 21, it was like, and then in Ephesians 5, I think 25, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and sacrifices life. It's that very sacrificial, respectful, considerate relationship. Yeah. So what are some of the greatest, and you may have just hit on this a little bit, what are some of the greatest challenges that men face related to their gender roles? Uh, I, I would say the issue of bullying, the issue of being selfish and inconsiderate, they, they, don't, they think the role is headship, and they don't understand the role is respect, and the yeah. role is sacrifice. It's like the greater part of the role is mostly about a respect and about consideration and about sacrifice when you get into the Bible. The headship is something that really is sort of earned and comes out of that. While it's given by God... It's really earned relationally um, so that the woman can trust you in that role. And a lot of guys are not earning it relationally. So I would say that's, and then some guys don't, they don't just step up and be a man. And just like, you do need to sometimes, like your wife needs you to help lead with some kids that are being trouble. And if you won't step up and show some headship and get your teenagers to listen and follow and be obedient and get their homework done and whatever it is, you know, and you're leaving her to be the bad guy all the time, like step up and be a man in your role 
And don't leave that to your wife to have to always handle the hard stuff and the tough decisions. You know, you should help, not just help, you should step up. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, I think Matt and I both um, see the value of structure in a home and the value of kind of these gender roles. Yeah. We, we um, have seen it, I think, as pastors. Uh, we've seen a lot of homes where there's constant strife and fighting. And um, I guess um, kind of one of the questions that I would have is like, why do you think it's so important that families get this down, husbands and wives? Like, why is it so important? Yeah. I think it has been to us. It's been yeah, significant in our has. homes. Yeah. But why do you think <sighs> it's such an important thing? Because it leads to a structured way in difficult times to move forward together. Yeah. The ideal is that I never have to be the head and you never have to submit. Yeah. Because we operate in such unity with what God wants us to do, that we walk like people walked. Adam and Eve, before the fall, there was no need for any of this. We were just partners together in a loving relationship that was holy and honoring to God, and we could move forward together just perfectly. That's the ideal, and we want to live there as much as we possibly can but in yeah. the moments when we can't, because something selfish going on, or past hurts, or wounds, or overreactions, or we're worn out and stressed and not being the nicest we should be about a mm -hmm. situation, there has to be a way for the family to still be moving forward together and for us to be able to say, you know, this is more the backup position rather than the primary position. Right. The yeah. primary is we're trying to get to pre fall relationship where we are partners suited together, equals, following Christ together, arm in arm, side by side. Yeah. And I just end with this thought, because I know we're going to just wrap it up here, but my, my final thought is this, um, that analogy that I've heard over the years, that God did not, it says that, you know, in Genesis 2, when God created, put man to, into a deep sleep, and he took a, a rib from man's side to create woman from, so that she was now bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. And the idea I've heard, it's an old uh, Jewish kind of teaching, is that God didn't take um, Eve from his cranium, his head bone, um, so that she would rule over him. And he didn't take her from his foot so that he would rule over her. He didn't, uh, he didn't take Eve from his foot so that uh, he would rule over Eve, but uh, God took Eve from his side so that they would walk side by side together. Yeah. And I would just say to couples, that's the ideal relationship. You have to work individually towards your relationship with Christ so that you both highly value the same things in Christ as followers of Christ so that you can walk in the side-by-side -side relationship. Gender have, roles. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I have one more thought that yes. I thought of just now is that it's not my job to ensure that Matt is living in his God-given gender role yeah. or specific role in our home. It's it's only my job to live according to how God's called me. Of and course. so it's me saying, God, I'm, I'm going to choose today to, to do everything I can to live as yeah. the wife you've called me to be. And then it would be up to Matt to make that same decision. Yeah. But it's not my job to force Matt into, into submission to me or into submission to God. So Right. And anyways. it's not in vice versa. Yeah. Obviously, that's not my role. My right. I got so much to worry about with me that <clears throat> I don't have to ever. Yeah. And you you and Jesus do a good job taking care of you. So. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, just so, thought. Well, hey, um, do you, I don't get to have you on. 
all that often. Do you <laughs> yeah. want to pray for us? Sure, sure. Right. Lord, I pray for every person that's watching, for those who are um, hoping and praying someday for a relationship, that God, you would give them um, these tools and the ability, God, to really focus on um, those areas, even now before they're married, um, of, of ways that they can continue to grow in their walk with you and in their integrity and their character and their um, just their heart posture towards you and towards others. But Lord, I also pray for every couple um, that's listening, for those who they have a healthy home and this is just um, kind of amen moments for them, uh, or for those who are really struggling and these are just challenging thoughts to how in the world will we get our, our house under alignment to these ways of doing things. And Lord, I I pray right now that, God, you would give them the wisdom and the discernment to know how to um, open up those conversations, Lord, how to be honest with their spouse. But also I pray that you would just do a deep work in each of us, me included, to teach us, Lord, how to be um, submissive, how to be loving, how to be gracious and co uh, cooperative and how to love our spouse well. Um, teach us how to be more and more like you each day so that our homes will be a place of unity and of peace and of comfort and of joy. Um, God, I just pray your blessing on every person watching. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I hope that you'll join us next time. Actually, this Sunday, if you tune in, we're talking about some significant issues, the issue of slavery and challenges in work life as well. So it's kind of some heavy topics we're hitting this Sunday. But I hope you'll join us next time, and we want to keep empowering you to become all that God created you to be. We'll look forward to seeing you. Take care. See you soon.